Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Good afternoon and welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. My name is Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Our other host, you know him well, Josh Applebaum is out in Boston. Uh, Josh, some news. Uh, We had Brady Cannon on from TPC Scottsdale. Uh, My guys in the desert is going to be on the road in the desert out there uh, in Scottsdale. But um, the Arizona Coyotes, they're going to get evicted from Gila River Arena after the 2021 2022 season so anticipating betting hockey this year uh, does that influence you at all or are you just going to wait to see uh, what the fallout is going to be so Pritch I'm really glad you brought this up because this is actually my next question to Brady if you hung around for another segment is what's going on with the Coyotes Mm -hmm. now uh, I've heard with uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman that he really wants to keep Arizona uh, you know the Coyotes in that market but really, it's not a hockey market, Pritch. Right. You know, I we know Austin Matthews, who uh, kind of was from there, and you know, kind of put the put them on the map a little bit. Uh, but what I would argue is, um, again, it almost almost reminds me of like the Atlanta Thrashers. Remember them when they tried to get them going? And you know, in Florida, Tampa Bay Lightning are obviously great here, but Florida Panthers sometimes struggle with with attendance here. Uh, it, it's hard to kind of make hockey. Um, you know, putting like a, a, a square peg into a round hole into a, a, a region that isn't loving hockey. And I don't know how many, what's the over under on hockey rinks in Arizona, Pritch? It's got to be a low number here. There mm-hmm. are other sports to play. Hockey's also an expensive sport. You know, I played it growing up. 
uh, and you got to pay for equipment. It's hard to get it going. You need the local kids to start playing it to keep that pipeline going. So I don't know what's going to happen, Pritch. I know Bettman's going to try to keep them there. My suggestion would be give me another Canadian team. The Canadians love hockey. They eat, eat, live, and breathe it. I mean, it's the it's it's basically everything uh, culture-wise that they love. I mean, there's a lot of Canadian cities like Quebec. Right. Uh, remember the old Nordiques who became they went Colorado to the Abs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So give me another Canadian team. They love their hockey. They I think it would be uh, an easy fit here. You know, I did hear also Houston. Houston was a name that I threw out because I read that article about maybe them uh, their lease ending and not being renewed and being kicked out. Um, you know, we got the Dallas Stars who, you know, had some success here, here and there, made the cup final a couple of years ago. But to me, give me a cold Canadian city uh, where they love their hockey and can really benefit the league overall. And I don't think there's been a Canadian uh, Stanley Cup winner for what, like 30 years now at this point. It's been a ridiculous drought. But give me Quebec. Give me some of these other spots here, Pritch. My my move would be, uh, you know, we're getting the, the Seattle Kraken starting this year. <laughs> give me a Canadian team. Move, move Arizona to Canada. Now, I know may, maybe that's not popular, but that's that would be my, uh, you know, uh, fix to this solution. I've seen a few Kraken jerseys already, too. A lot of people are excited about Seattle and hockey. Uh, and then when you look, think about Arizona, being evicted is different than, like, what Buffalo is trying to do, trying to get a new stadium up there. Threatening yeah, that they're exactly. going to move to San Antonio for Pete's sake. They're telling you, you don't make enough money. You're not popular enough. Mm-hmm. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. Pitch. I mean, that, that's a bad combination right there. So that's pretty tough to be uh, kicked out of your own backyard. Right. Absolutely. So let's get into the comments from Nick Saban that I think are fascinating because it gives you um, a look into the mindset of the SEC, in particular, Nick Saban. Uh, so he was asked about NIL's deals and uh, inequality in the locker room, uh, right, due to NIL deals. Uh, and Nick Saban's quote, when you play in a National Football League, everybody doesn't make the same. And so I think the SEC, Nick Saban, certainly he sells the fact that he puts players into the league uh, and he recruits that way. Right. So uh, I think this is a way for Nick Saban to kind of strengthen his brand. Look, I mean, we're going to have inequality in the locker room, but just deal with it. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And kind of preparing you for the next level. I mean, you know, if you're a, a third string quarterback, obviously you're not going to make the same amount as, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It's mm-hmm. kind of obvious there, Pritch. Uh, but I think, again, you know, it could be a situation where, you know, it's weird. It's a college campus. You know, these are still student athletes. And, you know, even though uh, I don't know how many classes they go to, Pritch, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think. Get preparing you for the NFL and just letting you know uh, in life that not everything is equal. I see where Saban is going here. My question is, uh, is there like a, a joint fund or like a big bucket where uh, some of this extra money goes into where if you're the fourth string player and you're on Alabama and you never play, but you get a couple thousand, you know, for, for just being on part of the team. It's almost like, you know, when you win a championship, everyone gets a ring, even a player who uh, got hurt or got injured or got traded, they still get a ring. So right. is there a bigger fund that, you know, maybe some of these other players uh, who are, have less notoriety and, you know, uh, aren't, you know, name brand recognition type names, maybe that could be a way to improve this a little bit, but these NIL deals, mm-hmm. I think we just got to get used to it. This yep. is, this is the way it goes. And it's the future uh, of college sports. So it, yeah. it's not going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger. Yeah. There's no fund uh, in the national football league for professional athletes. <laughs> it's betting across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Boston, uh, Josh Applebaum, uh, Josh. So to deep dive into the Chargers. This is going to get very, very interesting because there's so many people very, very high on Herbert, second-year quarterback. Now, uh, you can be high on him. He could have a fantastic year, but take this into consideration. New system, new coach, new coordinator. I mean, everything. So he's still a young player. I know we marveled at what he did last year, uh, but it's hard to be consistent 
when you're up against that many obstacles in front of you right now. So looking at the Chargers, their win total, uh, nine and a half on the season, the over plus 100, the under minus 120. Yeah, Pritch, this goes into a situation for me where I think either you're going to look like a genius or look like an idiot. And obviously, you know, it kind of always is the way betting goes, depending on what side you pick. But what I'm getting at is I like the under here. I think okay. this is the sort of team where, um, you know, I, and I liken it back to uh, maybe it was 2018. I think it was the first year where the the Cleveland Browns got Odell Beckham Jr. But there's always this team during the offseason that the public falls in love with and the media falls in love with. And all year or all summer long, when you're waiting for football, can't wait to bet on football, uh, you hear about how great Herbert is, how great the Chargers are. There's always that flashy, trendy team. And, you know, something that I always uh, learned when I first got into betting and got my first break in the industry is fading trendy dogs or fading trendy teams. Because once something becomes popular and everyone latches onto it, that's when it loses its value. So uh, if this win total, you know, nine and a half for the Chargers was juiced up over, I'd say, okay, yeah, maybe there's something to that. You know, sometimes trendy teams do win. Again, that, that happens as well. But this is a team that goes seven and nine last year. Obviously, you're optimistic with Herbert because he had a great year. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think a lot of people might have expected that. Uh, but you look at their schedule. They're kind of middle of the pack in terms of opponent win loss record uh, opponents from last year. Their combined record for uh, going to this year, 133 and 137, a 493 win percentage. So you don't have the hardest schedule. You also don't have the easiest. Um, you know, I would mention, you know, during our break here, I saw a clip of Derwin James Pritch. Derwin James is a guy. They drafted high and has been hurt forever, and he made a pick and a great play here. So can Derwin James make a big uh, a big benefit and a big boost to that defense there? Obviously, you still, you still have Keenan Allen. You draft, um, you know, uh, who was that? Uh, uh, Rashawn Slater, a guy who looked really good. Uh, I saw his, his pro football grades there for his opening game. He was, like, really great uh, blocking up front for Herbert. You bring in Jared Cook. But whole point here, Pritch, is you latch on to Herbert and this team being really flashy and they're primed for a huge year. And look how good Herbert was year one. He's going to be even better this year. Maybe he will be. But what are the odds makers telling you? The odds makers are telling you that the under is juiced up. Even though everyone is loving the Chargers, uh, they're really, it's not a nine and a half over minus 120. It's a nine and a half under minus 135. So that tells me liability under you can say, wow, I'm getting plus money, you know, for this team to win 10 games or more. That's great. Right. But again, you run through their schedule, Pritch, you got to play in a tough division out there in the NFC West. I mean, two games with the chiefs, uh, two with the Broncos who you and I are both high on, uh, even a team like the Raiders is going to give you fits, uh, and starts here. So a tough schedule. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult to get to 10 games. I think this is a nine and eight team, something like that. And you no longer have Anthony Lynn to kick around here anymore. <laughs> when, when you screw up at the end of the game with the, uh, with the play clock and, and a bad play call and stuff like that, this is on a rookie head coach. I like, I like betting against rookie head coaches, Pritch. I love the future. I think you got something really special here with Herbert, but the nine and a half is used up under. I'm going to go under nine and a half. It, to me, it's a fade the trendy team type play. Well, I'm curious uh, on, on a lot of fronts here. One, you do shows with Michael Lombardi, uh, his assessment or evaluation on Brandon Staley, the head coach, defensive minded head coach, and then Joe Lombardi, uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, but then on top of that, Josh, I'm wondering why this nine and a half win total for the Chargers looking at their roster. I get it. But looking at this coaches, I'm trying to understand, like Vic Fangio, he's 0 for 7 in the month of September. And, and this is a long tenure defensive coordinator, uh, a genius in, in some uh, regards uh, out there in opinions for Vic Fangio. But yet he's struggling as a head coach. So this nine and a half win total for the Chargers for a first time head coach uh, and Brandon Staley, I'm trying to understand that. 
Yeah, me too, Pritch. And again, I think the the win total being nine and a half after a team goes seven and nine, obviously they're expecting a jump up here. You're getting the extra game, obviously with a 17th game uh, schedule here, but they are expecting an improvement here. And mm-hmm. you got to imagine, you know, Herbert will be better in year two. I mean, you can say, yeah, they got the book on him, but also he played great going right into the fire in a weird COVID year where, uh, you know, lack of training camp and no preseason. And yet he still looked great, you know, coming out of Oregon, going straight to the NFL. So reason for optimism, reason for an improvement. Uh, I think this is a eight, nine win team. It's going to be right around that number, Uh, but totally great point by you. You know, you have a lot of changes here with the coaching staff and a rookie head coach. I know everyone is super high on Staley. Uh, I want to say he's plus 1600. He's kind of one of the favorites there for coach of the year, which again, to me is another trendy type play. Uh, But I would think that you'd want to pair an offensive mind with a young offensive quarterback. It's kind of weird. You go defensive coordinator with an offensive minded QB. Uh, maybe they just want a well-rounded team, but I would want to maximize what I'm getting out of Herbert. So I'm with you, Pritch. A lot of, a lot of uh, you know, things up in the air here. Also, you know, you share the stadium with the Rams. What kind of home field advantage do you get? I think you talk to a lot of people, and our buddy Patrick Maher used to live in L.A. Uh, I don't know how many Chargers fans are there, Pritch. And <laughs> my fiance Elise, she's from San Diego. She used to love the Chargers. She's so mad that they that they left and went to L.A. I know Spanos is like one of the most hated guys in, in, uh, in San Diego for uh, packing up and moving that team. So uh, what kind of home uh, field advantage are you going to get? I don't know. I just, to me, it's, it's a system play right. on when anytime a team gets a ton of buzz, but yet the odds makers are juicing up the, uh, the under that's notable to me. And I would go under in this one. Yeah. Speaking from experience, Josh, uh, conveyor of experience right here. <laughs> uh, Mike Shanahan, <laughs> his first year taking over for Wade Phillips, my second year in Denver, we went eight and eight. Um, up in uh, Seattle after Dennis Erickson got fired. We had Mike Holmgren come in, win the Super Bowl. We won nine and seven. We won the division, but yet we struggled, though. I mean, we had a commanding lead and then start get, got into this losing streak uh, later on into the year. We, we righted the ship, though. But, I mean, it is tough. And this is a first-time head coach uh, stepping into this situation. Let's get to Justin Herbert uh, because, you know, if we're looking at the Chargers to have a decent year, certainly he's going to lead the way. Uh, the finish first, I don't think they're going to do that in that division, plus 450. Second, though, plus 165. Third in the AFC West, plus 155. Yeah, Pritch, so based on the, the payouts here, the smallest payout would be finishing third. That's the yeah. odds makers are telling you the most likely outcome here uh, based on their power ratings and, and, and obviously their uh, projections here would be coming in third place, plus 155. I think that's kind of right about where they're going to be. I mean, uh, again, it, it's tough in the NFL. Anything can happen. We can be surprised by teams. Teams we think are great may not be as good. Teams you think are bad may surprise us. Mm -hmm. But I think what you're reading here is, you know, Chiefs in first place, maybe Broncos second. And I think it's going to be, you know, uh, third, fourth, maybe the Raiders coming forth here, even though uh, you and I did a show and I'm kind of leaning on that over seven win total with with Vegas Raiders here, Pritch. But uh, to me, this is, you know, a third kind of place team, third place finish, you know, to make the playoffs plus 110. I'd lean miss the playoffs minus 130. Uh, that's kind of my spot there. You know, if I'm going to be, uh, if, if you're going to be a, a bear, be a grizzly. Isn't that how it goes, Pritch? <laughs> like if I think the under nine and a half is going to cash, then theoretically they're going to miss the playoffs as well. So uh, that's the number minus 130. You could play uh, same uh, similar s- situation there. Win the AFC 16 to one, Super Bowl 30 to one. I don't really see that those kind of things happening. And I think your point with the rookie head coach is really uh, is really sound because you know you go from being a coordinator where your focus is all one side of the ball. It's not easy. It's not that easy anymore. Both sides of the ball you got to figure out. You got to uh, manage your players. You got to be a motivator. You got to think about special teams. There's a lot on your plate as a rookie head coach. And maybe Staley is the next great coach. That could be true. We don't know yet. 
Um, obviously, he comes in highly ranked and or highly uh, you know thought of in the league. Uh, but I just think you got a lot on your plate year one, uh, which leads me to uh, kind of be even more bullish on my under here. Even right. though Staley may end up being a good coach. Okay, the under, the win total, nine and a half, and then missing the playoffs at minus 130. I'm looking at those two, looking at the start of the season uh, and their schedule for the Chargers. They got the football team uh, on the road. Then they got the Cowboys at home. Then on the road against Kansas City. And then Raiders at home. And then the Browns at home. And then on the road to the Ravens. That's a pretty tough first six games there, Pritch. I mean, uh, at Washington, let's look at the line right now. It's a one o'clock game, uh, week one, September 12th. Uh, and right now it's it's a pick em or slightly minus one uh, for the Chargers here. So that that could go either way, depending on what you're, uh, the way you're looking at it here. Uh, I mean, maybe at, at home against the Cowboys, who knows what we get from them. But Chiefs, Raiders are a division game, Browns, Ravens. I mean, you could theoretically start two and four to start mm-hmm. the year. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and if you're taking the over nine and a half, you're already behind the eight ball there. Uh, the middle part of their schedule, maybe a little bit softer, but you have to play the Patriots. You know, uh, Eagles didn't look great last night, but they didn't play any of their starters either. Vikings are going to be a tough game at home. Uh, Steelers were down on them a bit under eight and a half win totals really juiced up. Maybe they take a step back at the Broncos. That's always a tough spot. Divisional game altitude, uh, really good defense there that could cause some fits for uh, the offensive play for Herbert. Uh, Bengals are a cupcake giants. Maybe you beat them too. Obviously the Texans, you can probably think that's going to be a win, but Pritch, I look at the schedule. It's hard for me to identify 10 wins to me. It's like a seven, eight, maybe nine win team. But if you're giving me the hook with a nine and a half, I'm going to go under here. Yeah. They have to get off to a fast start and it's going to start and stop with Herbert. So let's continue with the discussion. Justin Herbert. Um, you know, when you think about this quarterback, when he was in college, Josh, I talked to a GM, a uh, pretty good GM actually, and then I talked to a number of scouts. They thought this guy was going to be a top five pick his junior year, but he didn't come out. He stayed back in. And the reason why he stayed back in uh, because he needed to mature. He needed to become a franchise quarterback uh, in the head, right? Physical, his gifts, uh, his ability. There was no questions about that. But the maturity level, uh, I think there was some questions about that. So now that he went back and played his senior year, he came back out under duress. He goes out there and almost beats the Chiefs. This is a young quarterback, though, that a lot of people are excited about. And if it does hit with the new coaching staff, I mean, you look at his props, passing yards, uh, 44, 50 and a half, passing touchdowns, 28 and a half. You are talking about a really gifted quarterback uh, and a difficult situation. If he can overcome these hurdles, watch out. He could have a spectacular year. I think you really could. And Pritch, as you're saying those things, I'm imagining if I'm a Dolphins executive saying, why didn't I take Herbert over Tua? (laughs) Uh, And again, Tua year two, I don't want to bury him. He, you know, he may end up being a good quarterback, but all the measurables, I mean, he's six foot six. Mm -hmm. Do people realize Justin Herbert is six foot six. That's a tall, good quarterback that can see over the offensive line. Uh, And I also like the little anecdote you shared there, Pritch, the fact that he went back uh, to school, because when you're a really good player, I think everyone is telling you, you know, you know, skip the end of college, go mm-hmm. to the NFL, make your money, get in there. The fact that he didn't, the fact that he stayed in, you know, worked on his body, worked on his craft. To me, that that tells me something about this guy. He's got some uh, some integrity, and maybe he doesn't. He's not just going to do what everyone tells him to do. I like that about him. Um, you look at these numbers, Pritch. I mean, let's just look at his rookie year. Uh, kind of incredible here. You know, he it was uh, 15 games he played. Remember, he sat that last one out, I think. But 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He threw for 4,336 yards. Uh, so looking at his, his props for this year, uh, 4,450 and a half. I could go over there. I like his over passing touchdowns, 28 and a half. 
again, 31 last year. Can he get you 29 this year? I think that's definitely doable. Uh, and also I'm looking at the, uh, the depth chart here again, mm -hmm. I'll mention it. Ourlads.com. They do a great job of breaking down the depth charts uh, for every single team. If you want to cap your, your teams and look at win totals and projections and stuff like that, we know they got Mike, uh, Mike Williams, the big guy uh, from uh, who, who can score a ton and is really a deep threat there. Still have Keenan Allen. But I think if you're betting on Herbert to go over here, you're not just betting on his progression and getting even better in year two. I think you're betting on his offensive line being better, Pritch, okay. because you draft Rashawn Slater, who uh, a lot of people are saying Penny Sewell, who may end up being the best one in that draft. But Rashawn Slater uh, looks really good so far from Northwestern. You know, Corey Lindsey, Brian Balaga, this is a pretty good offensive line. I think it was smart of them to load up on that line with the young quarterback. Uh, what do you get defensively? Who knows? But uh, we're just concerned about, you know, uh, about Herbert and his props here. Also, Eckler. Can Eckler stay healthy? This is a guy, his rushing yards are 800 and a half. I want to know his receiving yards, Pritch, because that's where I would target Eckler. Really good uh, guy out of the backfield. But I think the sky's the limit for Herbert. I think if you're a Chargers fan, you're so excited about what this kid can be and what he already was in year one. So, Pritch, I know I'm going under nine and a half win total. But give me all the overs on Herbert. I think he, these are very attainable numbers. Yeah, no, he's really spectacular. I mean, I even asked people that uh, deal with the Raiders uh, doing local shows here in Vegas. Uh, did the Raiders regret not trading up for this guy? Uh, because they had two first-round picks. They could have easily traded up for him. But uh, it's on the shoulders of Joe Lombardi, if you ask me, the offensive coordinator uh, for the Chargers, because he does have a Porsche. Uh, I mean, does he know how to drive it, right? Uh, this guy, he, he, this quarterback, Justin Herbert, he threw 595 passes and only 10 interceptions last year as a rookie. That's really impressive, Pritch. Again, you know, we're talking about when we do deep dives on, uh, you know, these rookie quarterbacks and the Jaguars, we look at, you know, Trevor Lawrence over under interceptions, 14 and a half. I mean, to jump into the league again mm -hmm. in a COVID year where not everything was uh, or basically everything was completely different than what previous rookies have dealt with. It was even harder, and yet he only threw 10 picks. I mean, yeah. that's really, really, really great. I mean, some luck is involved. Maybe, you know, uh, defensive backs who drop a pass or, uh, you know, luckily, you're, you know, your guy maybe breaks up something. But still, great numbers here for Herbert. Uh, I, I would look at a couple other things here, Pritch. You know, Joey Bosa, this is a guy that, um, you know, they gave a ton of money to. We all, always hear about his brother, Nick. But can Bosa stay healthy? That's the, been the biggest knock on him. Uh, but if he can get you, what was it, 10 and a half sacks there, that could be something to uh, to look at. And then also uh, Derwin James, comeback player of the year. I mentioned him a second ago, 30 to one. I, it's probably unlikely. I think it's going to be Dak probably to win that or McCaffrey, but I kind of like that number. Um, and then, uh, and then defensive player of the year, 20 to one Bosa. I don't know if that's going to happen. I do like Asante Samuel though. It's a guy uh, locked down Pritch and I'm getting old because I remember uh, Asante Samuel senior right. who should have caught that pass in the Super Bowl against the Giants. Don't even get me started, Pritch. Uh, it's still, I can't get over that, but uh, this is again, junior. What's your take? You're taking it all out on junior yeah. now. It's not his fault, Pritch, <laughs> but I, I see the name and I, I got, uh, I got flashbacks. Yeah. Here. Sorry. Well, well, how about coach of the year though? Brandon Staley, 12 to one. So that's even lower than I thought. I thought mm -hmm. it was like 16 to one to me. It's a low number. It's a flashy number, but that's tough. I think you're going to have to win double digit games. And I don't project this team to do that. I don't either. But then you think about the quarterback, which everybody is probably uh, for the optimism there for the chargers uh, and a talented roster too. Uh, so uh, the only obstacles I see for the chargers, the new coaching situation, if they overcome those watch out uh, for the chargers in 2021, uh, come up next on the program. We're going to get you some more market insights. It's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod zeroes in on Del Mar and Saratoga. Millie Ball Yakteen of XBTV previews tomorrow's Million Dollar Pacific Classic. Luis Saez talks about his rise to the top of the jockey standings at Saratoga. Chris Andrews from the South Point handicaps races at both tracks. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it now at vcin.com slash podcast. Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the program. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, we need some market insights here because the AL Cy Young is getting very, very interesting, right? So, Lance Lynn, we all saw the video. He threw the belt. He got tossed. I mean, I don't know what umpires are thinking uh, these days tossing out superstars of baseball games, but uh, so be it. Uh, Lance Lynn, AL Cy Young, minus 150. But the outing that Otani just had where he pitched eight innings, eight 
K's as well as hitting number 40 as a home run. Okay, Otani hands down is going to win MVP. Look at these Cy Young, though, odds where he is now 30 to 1 on this board. Yeah, I think that's really the name we're looking at right now because Lance Lynn, you know, the favorite right now, minus 150. Garrett Cole was really in the driver's seat for a while here, and then he uh, went on the COVID list and has been out a little bit. I could see Cole, you know, to me, Cole is kind of interesting at plus 165 because he was out with a COVID, but that really allowed him to rest up his arm and uh, get ready for the, uh, the second half of the year. The Yankees are rolling right now to the mm-hmm. detriment of my Red Sox, who are just falling off a cliff. Although we get Chris Sale uh, pitching today against Texas, maybe get right spot. But I could see Cole some plus money being a buy low spot if he's going to jump into a Yankees team that is rolling right now and maybe boost his his you know his wins and uh, keeps his ERA down and his strikeouts. Uh, Carlos Rodon uh, flirted a bit here. You know, he had that no hitter earlier plus 800, but he's kind of fallen off a bit here, but you hit the nail on the head. Shohei Otani 30 to one. I mean, this guy's cut his, his odds in half almost recently. And Pritch, one of the most impressive things that I've seen in sports in a long time was just the other day against Detroit. He hits a home run. Uh, and then also he stays in the game after he hits home run and then hits a hundred on the radar gun and goes eight. <laughs> right. I think it was either eight innings and no runs or well, I forgot what it was, but uh, when's the last time you saw that? I actually hope that with Otani, you know, uh, baseball's become so specialized, you know, when you're young and you're playing baseball, Pritch, you know, your best player, it was usually your pitcher and your best hitter. You know, now it's like you only do one thing. I'm hoping Otani, you know, kind of motivates and maybe changes baseball and says, yeah, you can bat and you can hit. Maybe he, you know, uh, provides some motivation to younger players to do both. But looking at Otani, we all know he's pretty much got the MVP wrapped up in the AL. I think he's like minus 1,200. He just hit his 40th home run. There's really no value to laying that number at this point. But his pitching numbers are starting to get really, really impressive. He's 8-1, Pritch. He's got a 2.79 ERA. He's had 100 innings pitched here. If he gets the double-digit wins, if he's 12-2 and mm-hmm. with a 2.65 ERA, uh, that's going to be hard not to get uh, conversation there. And, and Pritch, have we ever had someone win the uh, the MVP for hitting and the Cy Young for pitching? Uh, I don't know if Babe Ruth did it, but it just goes to show you what an incredible historical feat we're watching right now with Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean, hands down, MVP AL. I mean, forget about it. But Cy Young <laughs> is a different animal. Uh, but Lance Lynn would be very, very interesting right there. Uh, I mean, he's got to go deeper than – I mean, I can't believe they tossed him out. But uh, I know. Look, it's crazy to me. But a good point about Garrett Cole, if he can get his act together in the second half or now that he's back from COVID, that makes sense too. Uh, but the fact that Otani's odds got cut in half, though, I was just trying to find the indicator from you from a market insight perspective uh, how to look at that bet. Yeah, I think you would have loved to jump on him earlier, obviously. You know, still 35, 30 to 1. Right. That's a pretty good payout. But, you know, he could have, he was 60 to 1 just recently. So mm-hmm. you're not getting the best of it here. Now, I got to mention Chris Bassett. He's still 50 to 1. He's got some great yeah. numbers here. But the poor guy got hit in the face, mm-hmm. broke his cheekbone. I mean, I don't know when you're going to see him again. You know, it could be a while here. Then also, when you're a pitcher, you know, I remember when I was younger, Bryce Flory was a pitcher for the Red Sox. He wasn't well known, but he got hit in the face and it kind of derailed his career with Bassett. Hopefully he comes back and he's strong and confident. Uh, but are you gun shy? Do you have, you know, PTSD from getting hit in the face? Does that make you change the way you pitch? Hopefully not. I'm a big Chris Bassett fan. I think at that number, it was really appealing before he got hit in the face. To me, the value is probably cool at this point. Lynn is definitely, you know, should be the favorite here. But I think if you're looking for value, it's Cole and maybe a flyer on Otani at this point. Okay, value at Cole, flyer on Otani. I like that. That's not a bad flyer, though, right? I mean, we're talking about a generational (laughs) player right now. So a generational player flyer at 30 to 1 uh, sounds inviting to me. But I agree with you, Uh, Garrett Cole. uh, We'll see what happens, though, and, and, you know, down the stretch here. Uh, Lance Lynn, he's so imposing on the bump, though. 
He really is. And now with Cole, I mean, he left. He didn't have, you know, uh, Rizzo and, and, uh, and uh, Joey Gallo. Right. Now he's got an even better offensive lineup that maybe gives him more run support. That could be an angle as well. Yeah. You know what I'm looking forward to is when Otani's a free agent. I want to see what happens when that guy becomes a free agent, uh, certainly. Uh, let's continue the Major League Baseball uh, discussion with some games that are interesting on the schedule. That's coming up next. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest. Get more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, let's get you some Major League Baseball, some more sweating uh, going on. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you noting uh, or notating here when it comes to Major League Baseball and the schedule? And uh, what games are you interested in? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, can't wait to get back in the arena today. Uh, hopefully no sweats <laughs> like uh, like the Tigers yesterday. Please, right. no no eight-run leads that evaporate in the blink of an eye. That's what I'm hoping for tonight. <laughs> but, uh, Pritch, one thing I want to mention before we dive into all these games is, is I look a lot at, you know, data-driven betting, system-based betting. I look at schedule spots a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one when I like to bet NHL hockey, one schedule spot is like a team on a back-to-back versus a team that's rested. You know, uh, a physical sport like hockey, that extra rest can be a big advantage. We talk about like football short weeks. You know, if you're like a dog with a line move against a team on a short week, that's something to also keep an eye out for. Uh, but baseball, you don't really think about baseball as a schedule spot type sport, uh, but it actually is. And you think about these teams playing every single day, you say uh, th- there's no difference. Everyone plays every day. One in particular that I like is Sunday Night Baseball, a team that plays Sunday Night Baseball fade them the next day. They got to travel. They're up against it. It's a tough, uh, especially if they're on the road. But there's another scheduling spot that I like that's pretty simple, and there's a ton of matches today. Uh, It's a rested favorite versus a team on a back-to-back. It's very simple. If you're a favorite, you're expected to win. We know it's been a chalky year in MLB. We had dogs do very well uh, April, May. It's been really crazy chalk since, like over 60%. Uh, I think right now in the year, Dave Tooley keeps track of this. It's like 59.7% for favorites. Remember, you got to win at a higher rate in order to overcome the juice. What I'm getting at here, Pritch, is favorite you're expected to win, but rested. That means you had a day off yesterday, you didn't play, uh, and the opposing team played yesterday and now Mm -hmm. has to travel. If you're a rested favorite versus a team on a back-to-back, this year you're 54 and 31. That's a 64% win rate. You're up around nine units uh, overall. $100 guy be up around, or girl will be up around 900 bucks so far. So a lot of matches today. Uh, The Blue Jays, uh, the Red Sox, the Padres, the Braves, the Rockies, Cleveland, San Francisco, all would be in this rest first tired matchup. Uh, and if you layer in it a little bit more and you look at uh, non-division favorites that are rested versus teams on a back-to-back, it's, it's even better. It's 33 and 12, 73.3% win rate there. So uh, again, the whole point is if you have a day off, your position players a break, clear their minds a bit, get them off their feet. You can reset your bullpen. Your starting pitcher gets an extra day versus a team on the other end who maybe has a tax bullpen has to travel mm-hmm. and, and is really kind of tired there. So rest versus tired. It's a good, it's a good spot matchup. And I think we have like six, seven matches today. All right. Let's get to some of those matchups uh, uh, right there for sure. Josh, I want to get to some of these games now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you're betting on the Rockies uh, outside of having a system here. Uh, this team to me, I just cannot 
call it. I cannot have a good feeling on how to bet the Rockies uh, moving forward. Yeah, Pritch, I'll make it really simple for you. You bet against the Rockies or on the road, okay. you take them when they're at home. <laughs> okay. I, know, I know it's kind of like oversimplified, <laughs> sure. but that's really what we've seen. Right. They've been one of the worst teams in MLB on the road, Pritch. I think they're 14 and 45, uh, but at home, they've actually been really good here. They're mm. 41 and 21. So uh, the D-backs actually kind of put them uh, to bed and said, hey, they're done for the year. They're terrible. They're actually kind of sneaky good recently, uh, but I am going to go Rockies here, Pritch. I like this trend at home. I also like that this kid Gilbert, Threw a no hitter his last time. And remember we when we worked with Josh Towers, he likes to bet against the the team who off a no hitter because the guy his head gets big. He's a lot a lot of media appearances and uh, it's kind of a comeback to earth type situation. But big move to the Rockies here, Pritch. They open minus one sixty. They're all the way up to minus one eighty five. The other thing I like about this one uh, is the lefty lefties. Two lefties on the bump, Gilbert and Gomber. Uh, Colorado is twenty two and sixteen against lefties. The Snakes are nine and twenty three against lefties. You also have. Uh, again, 41 and 21 at home for Colorado, 14 and 45 on the road for Arizona. And with this big steam move here toward Colorado, uh, it's not a non-division home favorite, but steam 15 cents or more off a win 60% this year. Uh, and again, that rested versus tired schedule spot. D-backs played yesterday, got to travel. Colorado had a day off. Rich, I'm laying it with your Rockies. Come on and join me. Rocky Mountain High. Let's do it. Oh, man. Two lefties and power alley to right field, or actually left field um, there. So right-handed hitters. Uh, in the Mile High City, 11 and a half to total. It's already steamed, though, minus 185 out here in, in, in Vegas. Yeah, big number there. Mm -hmm. um, to me, though, if you have an edge, you know, I'll take a shot here. You know, you bring up the total, which is important because uh, the ironic thing is it's 11 and a half, but it's juiced up under. You know, we think about Coors Field, Pritch, especially later in the year when it's hot out uh, with a rarefied air. However, the wind is blowing in like 10 miles an hour, uh, maybe a better pitching matchup than we expect. I think a lot of people just automatically say, give me a course field over, but the under is juiced up. If you like the over, that might be a little bit of cause for concern there, but I'm definitely laying it with the Rockies. Team. All right. I might join you. I'm still thinking about that one. A little bit more time. time. I got some time on the show yeah, here. Good. Uh, how about the Giants? Uh, Giants going back at it out there on, on the diamond. Uh, what do you have in this game? This is a sharp value play on the San Francisco Giants, Pritch. I like the G-men here. Uh, this would be another scheduling spot. Oakland had to play Chicago and then travel back home. San Fran was off yesterday. Mm -hmm. So like, what I like about this one, Pritch, is public's right down the middle. They don't know what to do. They see two really good teams and, and say, hey, should I take the athletics a little plus money? Should I lay it with the Giants? I don't know what to do. So anytime you have bets down the middle, I like to figure out where's the line moving because theoretically a line shouldn't move at all if the tickets are even. We've seen a move here toward the G-men. The Giants open at some shops. Like plus 100, you actually had the the athletics like a, a minus 110 favorite at some shops or a pick 'em. It's now flipped to Giants minus 117. So we got to move toward the G men here, uh, and also with the Giants another schedule spot, but also uh, a value play. I think it's rare, Pritch, that you get the best team in baseball uh, rested, laying pretty much a juice price uh, minus 117. So to me, it's a value play. Also interleague line move when we see interleague line moves on favorites, uh, been pretty good this year around 59%. So again, rested versus tired, line move, G-men, really low number here. I'm going to go Giants here laying the minus 117 in Oakland. Giants have Alex Wood going too. Uh, this guy's been incredible, 10-3 and three on the year, 4.14 ERA. He really has, yeah. yeah. And again, you know, Oakland I think is good against lefties. Mm -hmm. I can pull it up here. I, I, I know Oakland's a team that does uh, do well against Southpaws, so not great there. They're 27-18 and 18 against lefties. But then you look at 
Um, you actually look at San Fran, they're 56 and 27 against righties. So to me, it's kind of baked into the cake, but you are right, Pritch. Wood has been uh, pretty good this year, almost resurrecting his career. Uh, so, Mr. Wood, I need you to pitch bigly for me tonight. Let's go seven innings, no runs. What do you say? Battle of the Bay in that one. And then another good one, uh, the White Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. You like this one, huh? I do. I like the Rays here, Pritch. This is kind of a value play for me. I know it's Michael Waka who hasn't been great. His ERA is like six yeah. against Giolito, who also Giolito has his spots where he'll give up six runs in, in three innings. But uh, to me, Pritch, it's heavy betting on the White Sox. The Rays are in a spot you almost never get them in. You never get the Rays contrarian at home getting plus money. I think it's a value spot there. It's kind of a line freeze. It really hasn't moved off the Chai Sox like minus 115 all day. I'll take the Rays in some plus money. One of the best teams in baseball getting plus money at home doesn't come around often. Seems like a worthwhile play to me. Yeah, seems like a, a play that I might have to participate in too. I mean, I didn't really think about it from that standpoint, but uh, I'm, I'm attracted to that game right now just based off that information right there, Josh. Let's get to some preseason football when the show continues. It's coming up next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Everybody, it's a great time to sign up with BetMGM because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy $100. Register now using code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline wager on the Yankees or Twins and either team hits a home run. With BetMGM, turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odd specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on the Yankees or Twins and either team hits a home run. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Josh, before we move to preseason football, I want to throw a game at you from Major League Baseball because I'm curious about your thoughts on this line, this situation. Uh, when you have uh, the Padres uh, going up against the Phillies, uh, they're minus 210 at home. Nine's the total. Now, I know the Padres, they got swept against the Rockies. They got swept against D-backs. Uh, but Britton, our producer, we were talking about this during the break. They play well against good teams, and the Phillies are a good team. You got Snell on the bump, though. I mean, minus 210 uh, there for the Padres at home. That is a big number, Pritch. Uh, great point by you. But I would say, you know, Phillies are kind of a dead team. I don't know what it is about the Mets, the Phillies, but uh, I watched the Phillies in this series against Arizona. They could barely score any runs. Yeah. They're like two runs a game against a lowly Arizona team. So something's something's fishy there with the Phillies right now. Uh, I think the pitching matchup does favor Snell a bit. You know, Matt Moore's been spotty. I know Snell has struggled here. He's much better at home than on the road. So that's a good thing for him. Pritch, this would also be a scheduling matchup that we talked about, a system mm, match here okay. with a rested Pirates team against a Phillies team that played yesterday in Arizona. Did have a line move here to San Diego. They open around minus 190. They're up to around minus 210. And you also get the Padres. They're pretty good at home, uh, 40 and 24. Philly only 25 and 35 on the road. So I know it's a big number, and it's like, hey, the Padres are also sinking like a stone. How <laughs> can you lay that big number with them? But I actually kind of like the Padres tonight. I think you're betting against a Philly team that's struggling. San Diego had a day off to clear their heads. Now they're back home and they're laying uh, a, a big number, sizable number. But again, non-division home favorites, 62% this year. If you're making me bet the game, I'm going to lay it with the Padres here. I think they are uh, they have the advantage against a Phillies team that's really struggling right now. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying right there. Because I was intrigued by that line, though. Uh, the Phillies, too, they're four games back now of Atlanta, too. Yep. So maybe fading, sinking like a rock. I like that. Uh, how about the National Football League? Two games on the schedule in terms of uh, preseason football. We talked about this game earlier, the Cardinals and the Chiefs. Apparently, the Chiefs are going to play a number of their starters well into this game. Yeah, I think that's really the angle, Pritch. We started the show off with it. We'll end the show off with it here. Uh, and we talked to, uh, obviously, Brady Cannon out there in Arizona on the ground. But here's, I think, what you're looking at. You're looking at Andy Reid telling you what he's going to do. He already told Adam Schefter that he's going to play a lot of his guys in the first half. So what does that mean? It means that if, if I'm going to bet the Kansas City Chiefs tonight, I'm going to take them first half. Now, for the full game odds here, Pritch, they opened minus two, minus two and a half. They've been bet up to minus three and a half. At one point when it got to three and a half, you saw some Arizona Cardinals money uh, drop it back down to three, but now it's back up to three and a half. So it's pretty one-sided here toward Kansas City. Uh, and again, great point by Brady. The first half number is the same as the full game number. That's kind of rare. And the odds makers, obviously, are the smartest guys in the room. They know that you're going to get your starters here in the first half. So it's not a, you know, you typically you're minus three and a half full game. You're, you know, minus two, one and a half, two around there, two and a half for the first half. 
That's not the case. I think you're looking at playing this angle with the best players on the Chiefs on the uh, on the field for the first half. The first half total is 21 and a half. If you see a lot of Mahomes, I think you're, that's going to be right up against it there. My angle would be if you're playing Kansas City, it's a first half bet. I think they're minus 200 money line. That's a little high for me, but um, what crazy things happen, wacky things happen. Uh, maybe you can protect yourself a little bit there if you're willing to risk a little bit more. But minus three and a half first half. And then Pritch, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm going under 41. Okay. I mean, you can't talk me off this. The unders keep cashing. And until we see regression, yeah. I'm going to keep riding them. Uh, it did rise up quite a bit here. It was like 36 and a half up to 41. If you can find a hook with a 41 and a half, I see one or two books out there where if it lands 41, you want the hook there to cash that under. But again, 15 and three to the under magic number 37 or higher. The under is seven and zero oh and 62% since 2014. So I'm, I'll be sweating unders once again here tonight, Pritch. Give me the under 41 in this Chiefs game. And maybe a first half play. I mean, if you got the same spread first half or even entire game, it makes sense to just go first half. I think so. I yeah. think that's the angle because let's think about it in our heads, Pritch. What mm-hmm. if Kansas City looks great in the first half? They're up 14 to three. And then you pull all your guys. You pull Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and uh, and obviously Patrick Mahomes. You put your uh, your scrubs in there in the second half. And what if our guy Streveler, Chris Streveler, I'm telling you, watch out for this guy Streveler tonight. He really plays well and he takes chances. He, you know, he's almost like varsity blues. Like, you know, he'll take a, a terrible hit to make a play. This guy does not give up and he can scramble as well. I'm telling you, Pritch, watch out for this guy. Uh, but my point is you'd hate to be up big with the homes. Then everyone leaves. And then uh, Arizona against the second, uh, third string players for Kansas city goes on a run here. So protect yourself. I think if you're betting the chiefs, it's gotta be a first half. Okay. You're trying to say that Streveler is the next John Kitna. Uh, I mean, uh, all these guys that came out of nowhere and all of a sudden they became household names at quarterback. Yeah, seriously. I mean, <laughs> Strebler, I don't know if he can throw it very well, but yeah. it's a, he's a really tough guy who can run it. And like third and five, nothing's open. He puts his head down and again, he was willing to risk injury. He took some big hits. So uh, hopefully he was in the, in the, uh, the ice tub there for a while after the last game. But uh, big scrambler, I saw him making quite a few plays there in that win uh, week one there. Uh, was it 1916 against the Cowboys? Oh, man, Kitna, great story. Uh, went up there to work out for Seattle, and he was the quarterback. He was from Eastern Washington or something like that. And uh, he was throwing a rock, and, and I told Randy Mueller, who was the GM at the time, that this guy could throw the football. They bring him into camp. Uh, he lasts. He makes it through camp. I think he was on a practice squad up there in Seattle before he went to NFL Europe lit that up, came back, and helped us win the division up there in Seattle. That's pretty cool, Pritch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember Kitna kind of my, uh, you know, so I'm 34. So I, I remember, like, the my early years of football when Kitna was there, a mm-hmm. guy who can really sling it. But, uh, Pritch, I love working with you. You got all these great stories, man. Keep them coming. Well, you're telling me about Streveler, so I'm going to keep my eye on this guy uh, and see what happens to him out there for Arizona. I mean, that's the intrigue to me about preseason football not only be able to bet on it but then who knows what happens to Streveler, this quarterback uh, that's trying to make it in the league yeah because I remember you know I had the under there I pretty much play every <laughs> single under in the preseason I'm like Streveler, dude just relax man right. you're, like you're, you're going up and down the field a little too much for me let's just ice this thing so uh, again keep an eye out for our boy tonight okay how about Cincinnati and Washington any information that we can use in this matchup Josh Washington at home Minus five and a half to total 35. Yeah. So I think with this one, Pritch, you know, definitely a line move to, to the football team here. You know, they open minus three and a half. They're up to minus five and a half. You've seen this big move uh, toward Washington. Some books are at five, mostly five and a half across the board though. Uh, no Joe Burrow. He's not going to play here. Um, Ron Rivera in the preseason 19 and 17 ATS. So slightly profitable uh, 10 and eight ATS as a home favorite. 
the line is definitely going to Washington, but I would be a little bit careful. You know, we saw the same thing happen with Cincinnati where again, in the preseason, the Bengals, people want to bet football. They just think of the Bengals as being terrible and they don't even have Joe Burrow. It's a really contrarian spot with Cincinnati here. And this is a big number. So we did see in that week one game against uh, Tampa Bay where no one bet Cincinnati and they mm -hmm. played pretty hard and they played some of their starters and they actually won that game 19 to 14. So uh, if you had bet Washington early prior to this move, then, Hey, you're beating the closing line. You know, you did have to, you know, you did your part there to, to beat the, you know, get some CLV at this point, if it gets to six, I mean, I, I don't know how you don't look at maybe Cincinnati getting the points there. Same thing they did against Tampa. And then Pritch, another under opportunity. This thing rose as well. It was 33 up to around 35. Now at this point, uh, I took the under 35. I was kind of waiting to see, can I get a hook there? 35 and a half. Uh, it wasn't really ever available. Uh, but again, to me, if you're betting preseason, it's unders or nothing. And until this thing ends, uh, I'm going to keep riding these unders. Okay. I'm curious about that under two. I might or participate with that one, that play. Um, not curious at all about the Bengals though. They don't move the needle for me. I, I don't want to find out anything about this football team. Now on the other side, uh, the Washington football team, I, I am intrigued about that offensive line situation uh, and certainly defensively what they're going to put together this year. Yeah, they're very intriguing to me and Pritch. And you know, I'm on the bandwagon here for the WFT. I got the over <laughs> eight and a half win total. Um, I love their defense. I love mm -hmm. their defensive line. I think Chase Young, what did we say his over under sacks was, Pritch? Was it like eight and a half or 10? It was, it was like maybe 10, 11. I okay. forgot what it was, but uh, I think that could be worth a look. And again, Fitz Magic, a guy that, yes, he makes some turnovers, but uh, I think he knows in his head, you know, I'm the starter here. And if I can just play my spot and not have to, you know, throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, I can lean on my defense. I can win, you know, 20 to 17, that sort of thing. I love this spot in a wide open NFC East with a football team with a great defense here. And then again, if he struggles, my boy Heineke Pritch, he covered that number against Tampa Bay uh, in the playoffs here. I think he's uh, he's a decent backup here for that team. Well, we, we there's a prop out there in terms of uh, which quarterback is going to throw the most interceptions. I think Fitzpatrick's the favorite. <laughs> he is. We did that show the other day. Pritch, yep. what was he? Plus 500, plus 600, something like that. Hopefully he knows, like, let's not take too many chances here. We got a good defense. <laughs> let's not turn it over. Well, he's got four first rounders on that defensive line starting. I mean, come on, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but I don't know if he has it within him to contain himself, though. But all those rookie quarterbacks, uh, and he's a favorite to lead the league in, in interceptions this year. Yeah, what does that tell you? Maybe he's got a chip <laughs> on his shoulder here, Pritch. But also, yeah. like, you know, for the team overall, you're going up against that defense mm -hmm. every day in practice. That's good for that offense. I mean, that's probably going to be the hardest defense you face all year. Uh, Pritch, I know we're up against it. We got a huge weekend ahead. Yep. I just want to ask you one question, Pritch. Do you have any plans March 13th of this upcoming year? I, I, if you're free, we got a big thing happening in Boston. We're retiring Kevin Garnett's number, number five. This is huge. Uh, this is going to be a Celtics against Mavericks game. So you can see Doncic as well. I'll walk okay. you around Boston. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll make you be a toast of the town. But I just want to say KG, uh, quick story, Pritch. I, this was my uh, junior year in college at the University of Vermont. Mm -hmm. I studied abroad in Africa. I came back. The Celtics were in the playoff run 2008. My happiest moment as a Celtics fan. Anything is possible for AG. <laughs> Retiring number five. Well, uh, long long overdue. I'm excited for that. Uh, hey, I'm excited with you. I might have to make a trip out there for that event uh, for sure. I want to get to Boston anyway. I want you to show me around when I get out there too. Oh, get ready. We'll go to Fenway. We'll go to the Garden. Uh, hopefully, I'll have legalized betting by then, Prince. That's Wouldn't right. That'd be nice. All right. That'd be awesome. Great job this week, Josh. Good luck with everything. Enjoy the weekend. Always a pleasure, Pritch. Have a great day. You too. Absolutely. Uh, my guys on the road in the desert coming up next.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. 